Everyone loves a good family mystery, especially one with as many twists and turns as June's journey. Step into the role of June Parker and search for hidden clues to uncover the mystery of her sister's murder. June's Journey is a hidden object mystery game with a captivating detective story taking you back to the glamour of the 1920s with a diverse cast of characters. And if you know me, you know I love the 20s era. Engage your sense of observation to find hidden clues. Search for hidden objects from the parlors of New York to the sidewalks of Paris and uncover a collection of dazzling hidden object spectacles for you to solve. We're all here because we love drama and thrills, right? Well, this game has the perfect twists and turns to keep your brain asking, what happened here? You can chat and play with or against others by joining a detective club. Can you crack the case? Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Beyond the Blinds. As always, it's me, Kelly Williams. And Troy McEady. And this week is the Patreon-voted public episode, the Playboy Grab Bag. I guess this is the season of grab bags. I don't think we've ever done this many in a row. <laughs> I think that they, like, I'm addicted to them, you're addicted to them, our audience seems to enjoy them. It's our best thing. I agree. I agree. And in this episode, if you read the title, of course, it is Anna Nicole Smith and Jenny McCarthy. Troy, I want to know your your Anna thoughts. <laughs> I don't even know where to start. <laughs> it's hard to know where to begin. Anybody who knows me, if you've listened to me for any number of years, like, you know that I'm a very, very, very big Anna Nicole fan. She's like one of my favorite people, one of my favorite celebrities. I think she might be like a big reason that I'm like a a fan of pop culture just because I was so young when I started becoming obsessed with her. But I just think that she's like, she's one of those like classic Hollywood, you know, kind of like rags to riches, really sad, chewed up and spat out, die, live fast, die young. Like she is a real Hollywood story to me. And I think she's very misunderstood. I think that people confused her like public persona with like who she really was. And I don't think that Anna Nicole was really like who she showed us that she was. I think that she had a persona and I think she was very smart. And I think she understood fame and celebrity way better than people thought. Um, and I just really miss her. And I'm, I I think that I've all, I think she's one of those celebrities that you just kind of knew like her death would be tragic and she'd live a tragic life. But I didn't, I could never could have like imagined that it would be so sad that her children, her child would die. Like I just could have never pictured it. But yeah, what about you? No, I mean, I definitely, I I joined the Anna Nicole Smith bus a little late. I became more of a fan of her when she had like her reality show. And I feel like there was a point in time where you couldn't turn on E without seeing some kind of special about her. Mm -hmm. And I guess the more I learned about her, yeah, like you said, like she was not a stupid woman. She just knew how to play it up. Kind of like how Paris Hilton did for a very long time. And I think Anna Nicole Smith is very much the blueprint. And I know she's not, she wasn't like an heiress or an influencer. Like, 
in my opinion, she's her own brand of famous, mm-hmm. but she is kind of like the blueprint of that era, if that makes sense. Yeah. And I think that she like, I think the thing about Anna is that she, how do I say this? <laughs> like, she, I think that she really did play up being like a bimbo. And I think that Anna was her own brand of like bimbo, like, and there's a subcategory of bimbo women that I just, I'm very fascinated by or like women that are like bimbo forward. Like I would even say that Mariah Carey is bimbo forward. Like she like, yeah. You know what I mean? I was going to say, especially now, Mariah Carey, whoever runs her social media is like, no, we can't have you be this diva. You got to be a little dumb. (laughs) Yeah. Like the bimbo thing is a whole subculture. And I just think Anna really played it up and like, you know, and I, I don't know. I just, I've always felt really, really bad for her. And I just think she was so misunderstood. I think so much about her was like misconstrued, misunderstood, misreported, or it just wasn't true. Yeah, even her marrying like that old man, right? That's kind of her biggest story, I would say. And it's like, but she did take care of him, right? And I think that took a while for me to like understand like, yes, it was definitely a transactional relationship, but she was there helping him into bed, helping him out of bed, you know, making the last couple years of his life fun. (laughs) And it was transactional from both ends. Exactly. And that's something we should talk about as a whole more. I think like as people is some relationships are just transactional and as long as both parties are okay with it, then whatever. Yeah. It doesn't necessarily need to like make sense to everybody else. Yeah. You know, they had something very unique and very weird and very special. And when you look at those home videos of them together and stuff of her, like writing four wheelers with his little body on them or whatever, (laughs) it's like, it's sweet in its own way. You know, it, yeah, it was transactional. Do you think that, like, he didn't understand right. that she could have had anybody she wanted and that like, he was near death and 90-something years old? He knew what was going on. Right. He's like, I have money. I want a party. So does Anna Nicole Smith. And that's that. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I pulled the blinds for this episode. And I, I honestly thought Anna Nicole would have more. I thought that she would have more blind items. But yeah, I just will. I'll fill in the blanks. (laughs) Yeah, I was reading through them and I was shocked too. But I also don't know if she's one of the celebrities who kind of just kind of like Demi Lovato almost just kind of tells us everything that's going on. So why would they have a bunch of blinds? Yeah. And I almost feel like if you know the blind item world, it's almost like you can kind of assume what, (laughs) you know what I mean? You know what was going on. Yeah. Unfortunately. So those were all our opinions about Anna Nicole. We'll get into Jenny a little later, but everything from here on out is alleged. We don't write the blinds. We don't know if they're true or not. We're simply reporting and commentating on them. (laughs) But we start in 1998, which might be one of our oldest blinds ever. Oh, it has to be. And now we're at Star Magazine. So (laughs) that's where we're starting. These actresses on a top-rated TV show started talking about Clembutrol, a mild steroid that builds muscle while burning fat after the drug filled their heads with terrifying paranoia fantasies. All the same, one of Hollywood's best known busty pinups continues overdosing herself with it. So that is the actresses being Jennifer Aniston and Courtney Cox. And then the pinup, of course, being Anna Nicole Smith. I mean, you say trim spa. All I can hear is her. 
Are you kidding? One of, I always say Anna Nicole was one of the best um, spokespersons to ever exist. She would be right next to Lori Grenier on HGTV. Not HGTV, I'm sorry. QVC. QVC. Yeah. <laughs> She'll be right next to herself and stuff. Oh, what I would give. Now we jump to 2001. What busty gold digger has been dating a truck driving lesbian house painter? Or as Oprah would say, lesbian. That's one of the things that I, I one of the main things I think is like misconstrued about Anna Nicole. I don't think people understand how much she really like enjoyed the company of a woman. And from what I've read about Anna Nicole, I would almost say that she preferred women to men. And he who shall not be named has an episode about Anna Nicole where he talks about her like liking muscular, like bodybuild women. Hmm. And it never really clicked for me. But then if you watch her at Christmas special, she's like, head over heels clearly in love with china the wrestler so i'm like oh okay that makes sense now i like it all like clicked her list is like women ghosts men (laughs) (laughs) we're now in 2003 and this is from page six which silicone enhanced celebrity has a nasty crystal meth habit after a glitzy party several weeks ago, she went to her favorite transsexual's den downtown and snorted crank all night long. Not crank. Not transsexual's den. <laughs> We're now in 2005, and this is also from Star Magazine. Which buxom blonde celebrity recently hired a new stylist to overhaul her image from trashy to classy? The stylist went through the star's closet, replacing the old duds with new couture. And what's she getting rid of next? Hint, they're surgically implanted and come in pairs. I don't know if a lot of people know this or not, but the reason that Anna Nicole got addicted to prescription pills in the first place is because she had double stacked implants. So she had implants under the muscle and on top. And it caused her to have like extreme back issues, obviously, because she was carrying these big ass torpedoes on her ribs. And that's like how she got into pills was because she was always in chronic pain because of her boobs. Doctors should just like shouldn't be allowed to do that stuff. They should have their license taken away if they're going to pull shit like that. And then, of course, like you said, they get addicted to pills, right? Because they don't like wean people off. They're just like, no more, no more oxy for you. For sure. Especially if you're somebody from like the deep south who doesn't even know any better. It's like, here's. Here's a bunch of bottles of highly addictive pills. We know you're in chronic pain for the rest of your life. Like, what do you expect? This next blind is from our favorite girl group, the 3AM Girls. Which American star's son has been forced to drop out of school because of constant bullying over his mother's behavior? The pinup television's star's antics were so embarrassing that her lad is now in counseling. Honestly, I think everyone who has celebrity parents should be in counseling. I will also say, like, Daniel really was, like, put through it. Yeah. That is a celebrity child that was really just, I, I, that's the one thing, like, it's hard to, I love the Anna Nicole show. I rewatch it as often as I can. But obviously, it's, like, very sad and mm-hmm. to know that that network was like really exploiting her. But the most sad thing is Daniel. Like he is so uncomfortable. He seems so sad. And to know that that whole time he was just like 
he basically had free reign to like drugs if he felt like doing them and you know that he was it's just a sad scenario we're now in 2006 and this is from the 3 a.m girls and this is a grammy's blind apparently who is the parasitic celebrity who took so much cocaine at an after show bash she had to be carried by two muscular flunkies to her tacky awaiting limo. That should come as no surprise to anyone. The following blind is also from the 3AM Girls. Which larger-than-life actress was trying to make a subtle show of her frequent trips to the ladies to powder her nose? She was spotted trying out different toilets so no one would guess how much time she spent in the cubicles. It'll end in tears... And that says it's either Anna Nicole or Kirstie Alley. Um, I could see it being either. Yeah, for sure. Which dead blonde star was sleeping with both her Haitian bodyguard and a very well-known New York mogul at the same time? So that's Anna sleeping with Alex Denk, who was her bodyguard, and Donald Trump. Um, there's like clips of Donald Trump. To Anna Nicole was a really big part of the Howard Stern show. Like, mm -hmm. whether she was there or not, Howard Stern was always talking about her. And there was a period of the 90s where Anna Nicole was almost like, like, in the way that, like, it was just assumed that everybody wanted to fuck Kate Upton. Like, mm -hmm. that's kind of how it was with Anna Nicole. Like, everybody wanted to sleep with Anna Nicole. And because she was this kind of, like, bimbo-y, hill-popping, whatever, people felt like they could just talk about fucking her all the time on shows. So men would go on the Howard Stern show and talk about how they wanted to fuck Anna Nicole. Like Quentin Tarantino one time went on and said like, oh, I'm going to fuck her. I'm going to find a way to like fuck her. I have to have her. And Donald Trump very famously would talk about her on Howard Stern and be like, yeah, like who, like we all want to fuck Anna Nicole. I can't wait to get her. It was just like insane. Well, you know, now that we're in an election year, we can definitely do a Donald Trump episode. Oh my God, could you imagine? <laughs> I'm not ready for it. I'm like, I'll put a Marilyn Manson episode before a Donald Trump episode. <laughs> Which consort pimped out his girlfriend? He kept her on drugs and collected a fee every time she had sex with yet another man. And that's allegedly Howard Howard K. Stern and um, Anna Nicole Smith. The Howard K. Stern of it all. Listen. I still think about, I know we're probably going to get to blinds about it, but like who the father of her child was in that whole fiasco, like Anna Nicole Smith, I know that I said she's a blueprint, but I also don't think I could say any celebrity like reminds me of her. Like she's, although yeah. she's a blueprint, she's also so one of a kind. Yeah. And like her, her, her like rags to riches story is so crazy and just like, also, that's another thing that I don't think a lot of people know about Anna is like, I wouldn't say that she lied, but like she she did like fabricate a lot of her upbringing and mm -hmm. stuff. Because again, like she's just one of those, some celebrities just know that they have to have like a, a story. Like if you really want to be an icon, you have to have a story that people can like retell, even if it's not true. And she knew that. So she kind of fabricated this like, Mahia, Texas, rags to riches thing that was like kind of true, but kind of not. But I think that that's just a part of like Madonna did that. Everybody does that. 
That's something I actually think about a lot. You said that really early in the Beyond the Blinds episodes. You're like, a pop star needs a background. You know, we all know about Britney. We even know like Eminem. We know all their backgrounds. But if someone doesn't have like a captivating background, we don't care. We don't care about them. They'll never be an icon. Right. This is from Us Weekly. Medicine woman. Not good. <laughs> Everyone knows this babe had a serious drug problem, but not many know one of her substances of choice was perp, a drink made by mixing fruit punch and a cough syrup containing codeine and promethazine, creating a super sweet sedative. So Anna liked scissor, allegedly. This is from Billy Masters. Could it be that a certain party involved in the Anna Nicole saga has sold their soul to the devil? They actually sold it for a seat at the funeral, a prominent place back in the fold in a nice chunk of change that was wired into the personal bank account of services rendered. What services were those? A high-profile interview which so easily could have gone the wrong way and done a bit of damage. But trust me, the rift between these two former friends is hardly healed. And that is Kimmy Walther, Anna's former personal assistant. Oh, Kimmy. <laughs> Kimmy, my God. Ooh, it's so Kimmy funny. Like, this... Seeing her name, I'm like, I haven't thought of her in a decade. She's like truly one of the most, she embodies what it means to be like embarrassing. <laughs> like any Anna Nicole episode that is Kimmy forward is guaranteed to make you very very uncomfortable oh. she was so in love with Anna Oof. we're now in 2014 this A-list mogul and part-time reality star once financed a movie starring this late former C-list mostly movie actress who was more famous for her reality show and what happened after she died he financed it so he could sleep with her and keep his then wife from finding out. Lots of set visits. So that was Donald Trump funding to the limit at the time he was married to Marla Maples. Yeah, that checks out. Right. For a brief flickering time, this father was an A-list celebrity. Now with one or two annual exceptions, he remains in the shadows. He wants a bit more fame, so we'll be on a long-running cable television show, but it will all be a lie because he's gay and he will be playing a straight. <laughs> And that's Larry Burkhead, who, of course, is the baby daddy, and he wanted to be on Millionaire Matchmaker. I know Larry Burkhead is not some great guy. I am aware of that. But I do give him credit because he really could have, like, I hate to use the term, like, pimped out, but, like, really put her daughter or their daughter in our face. And he really hasn't, other than the Kentucky Derby every year. Yeah, and, like, she did that guest photo shoot, but it, it didn't, like, turn into anything. It was just, like, a like a one-off kind of like special thing to like commemorate her mom, I guess. That's what I was going to say. It was more something to honor Anna rather than like make their daughter super famous. Yeah. I just like, I can't believe, like if I think about it too much, I'll literally start crying, but I just like can't believe that she'll never know her mom. Mm -hmm. her, her image of her mom must be really weird. Because if you Google Anna Nicole Smith, nothing good is going to come up. Yeah. And you're not going to find a bunch of people with really like, I don't know, opinions of her that are like even thoughtful or anything. Like it's just people bringing up like the worst stuff about her. It's just weird that she'll never know her mom. Like that's just crazy to me. Mm -hmm. 
We're now in 2017. This D-list celebrity makes a significant amount of money each year, letting strangers pose with his offspring for money. The daughter even recreates poses or looks of her very famous mother. The guy has always been creepy, but this is extra creepy. And I guess that's in reference to the one time a year that she goes out, which is the Kentucky Derby. I'm like, I really, I really know how to say something great. And then the following blind be like, and I take back what I said. (laughs) (laughs) We're now in 2018 and this blind item says, I blame him. And I am just going to put a big trigger warning over it because I saw the reveals. This week, it's all coming out about what a horrible sex predator this designer is. And I blame him for the downward spiral he put this iconic type figure on, which caused her early death. Over the years, when I would speak to her about him, her first response was always, he helped me so much. That was a rote answer she gave to anyone. Once she got to talking, though, things were a little different. I think she always considered what he did as help, but the hoops he made her jump through were extensive. She probably slept with three or four dozen guys to help him land deals or get extensions on financing or a new line of credit or get a deal on advertising. She says there was always another reason for her to sleep with yet another guy. Not all of those experiences were pleasant. They treated her like a piece of meat because she was just there as part of a business transaction. I'm not trying to make this particular blind all that political, but a long time ago, I wrote that this now A++ celebrity paid for some of the financing of one of the straight-to-video movies once she slept with him. Back when she first started with the designer, he wanted some kind of tax break and he offered her up to the A++ list celebrity who was at the time the same status as the A++ lister above is now. For close to six or seven years after they started working, she would do this for the designer. When he would travel all over the world, there would always be what you saw on the red carpet, but what you wouldn't see is who was waiting in that country for her to have sex with for the designer. She started using drugs and abusing them and dealing with the pain and all you know where it went from there. So the designer being Paul Marciano of Guess, the iconic type figure being Anna Nicole Smith, the A++ list celebrity who paid for the movies being Donald Trump, and the A++ list celebrity offered to being Bill Clinton. Um, I absolutely believe that to be true. Yeah, I think like when people are like, well, Donald Trump was on Epstein's call log. So I'm like, Bill Clinton and Donald Trump just did the same shit. It doesn't matter like which side of the aisle you're on. They did the same shit. (laughs) Yeah, they're both like sleazy pigs. And I also believe that Paul Marciano was like very, even though he was like obviously integral in like her fame and her success, I do believe that he treated her like really bad and pimped her out. And I think that Anna Nicole looked at men as like transactional. Like, I don't think that she, I think that she was like a very sexual person. And I think that she liked hooking up with men, but I don't think she took them seriously. I think that she looked at men as like a means to make money. I think that they were just like transactions for her. Yeah, I think she looked at men the same way those men looked at her, but they didn't realize it. 1000%. And they always thought that they were like getting over on her, but yeah. But yeah, she, oh God. I, the thought of her, like I, the thought of Donald Trump, I, it, it's just like dark. It's yeah. dark. 
and it's seedy and especially when you consider the fact that like she was like always high and like always so fucked up like it's just dark yeah we're now in 2019 once a year like clockwork we are treated to this one time b slash c plus list celebrity who is only relevant as a celebrity once a year and only on his own initiative one of these years he should go ahead and talk about his living situation with his significant other he won't though because he thinks it will take from the story all of you know so that is larry burkhead alleging still that he is a homosexual it's like no way <laughs> i can see anna being like i will only have a, a baby with a gay man just to make it easy <laughs> i don't look at larry burkhead's highlights and think straight right he literally he has like jc chazay's hair from like 2002 <laughs> he loves a kate goslin look he does <laughs> So we're at the final blind for for Anna Nicole Smith. And we're in 2021. Apparently, this former reality star slash celebrity who is neither of those at the moment has been living off the proceeds of a sex tape he sold nearly a decade ago that features his one and only ever client who is a former A-list reality star and someone all of you know. The man in the video is someone everyone on earth knows. The tape is old and was made in the 90s. The tape was actually purchased as a favor so that it never would see the light of day. I've never seen the tape. The former reality star slash celebrity who does work, but his pay doesn't match how he lives, told the story to some friends in a Zoom cocktail party last October. So all that to say, allegedly Howard K. Stern has a video of Anna Nicole Smith and Donald Trump not surprised i if that's true i'm not surprised by that even one percent oh my god i hope that never sees light of day and the thing that's unfortunate is like if you google her with these men like she was with them a lot like she was with howard unfortunately with donald trump a lot you can look up the photos of her and paul they lived together for a while there's paparazzi videos of them together like she did run in this unfortunate circle yeah, it really is just one of those stories where it's like, you knew how it was going to end. Yeah. And it's so sad because it, it's so interesting to look at a celebrity like her. If she was to become famous in like the 2010s, she would have had such a different ride. And it's sad that it took us so long to kind of, and we're still not even fully there, of course, but she would have been like the perfect YouTube person or the perfect whatever. Yeah, she... It's funny because she, like, was one of the people that I believe helped usher in, like, celeb reality. But, like, I always say, like, it doesn't really pay to be, like, the first. Because you don't get any credit. Nobody appreciates you. Whatever. And, like, you know, as fucked up as the Anna Nicole show was and how exploitative as it was, like, it was so wildly important to our culture. And it changed our culture so much. And it's sad that she died, like, before people like her really got any kind of credit or like were appreciated like all she ever knew was being made fun of and like judged for her body and having people obsess over her weight and like thinking that it was totally normal to like be called like a fat cow and like all of these things on talk shows and stuff and like it was like fine you know it was fine because it was her 
Yeah, because it was like okay to make fun of Anna Nicole. And it's just like sad that she died before we kind of changed the way we talk about people publicly. I know. It's like like Anna Nicole Smith would have loved TikTok. She would have been great. (laughs) Could you imagine? She'd be so kooky and so fun on it. (laughs) Um, So I guess this is where I ask if they're rotted. Honestly, it seems like she like took on other people's rot is what Anna Nicole Smith did. Yeah, I would say that. She let a lot of toxic people into her life. And I think that like in a lot of ways, Anna was a real blind item celebrity because the way that she like made her money and stuff, like if you don't, if you know, you know, mm-hmm. you know, and she was so kind of unapologetic about it. But if you didn't know, then you didn't know. I guess you maybe you thought she was living off trim spa money for the the remainder of her life. But you know, she I just I'll always love her. Like I'll just always have so much love for her. And I miss her. And she's not rotted. No. Now would be a good time to let you know this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. A common misconception about relationships is that they have to be easy to be right. But sometimes the best ones happen when both people put in the work to make them great. Therapy can be a place to work through challenges you face in all of your relationships, whether friends, work, your significant other, anyone. So for me, when I started going to therapy, I mean, all of my relationships changed and I've been on my alcohol-free journey and that has also changed a lot of relationships. So talking to a therapist about that has also helped me see the world in like a new light, as corny as that sounds, but it has helped my relationships with literally every single person in my life. And I thank therapy for that. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Become your own soulmate, whether you're looking for one or not. Visit betterhelp.com slash blinds today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash blinds. This week's episode is also sponsored by Stitch Fix. Is your holiday hangover making getting dressed feel like a chore and a bore? Welcome the new year with a resolution for personalized style that reflects the real you. Courtesy of Stitch Fix's expert team of personal stylists. Ever considered your clothes as a storybook of your life's chapters? Picture having the ideal wardrobe to match your 2024 era. Whether you're picking up a new activity this year, looking for maternity wear, or simply bored of your old choices, the stylists at Stitch Fix can curate the perfect look for your unique journey. Are you also frustrated with not having the right wardrobe to match your evolving style? Whether you're going on vacation, looking for maternity wear, or simply bored of your old choices, the stylists at Stitch Fix make sure that you always have something to wear. Stitch Fix is the best way to shop new styles and brands. Think of them as your style partner. Your stylist will learn about your taste and collaborate with you on looks that you'll love without breaking the bank. You simply share your preferences, sizes, and budget with Stitch Fix, and they'll send you five items in a fix right to your door. With your choices in mind and sizes from extra small to 3XL, they'll find your perfect fit. Try everything on at home, keep what you like, and send back the rest. Shipping and returns are always free. They have over 1,000 brands and styles, so no matter what season of your life you're in, Stitch Fix has you covered. 
I actually just got a Stitch Fix box a couple days ago and I'm obsessed with it. It came with shoes, these cute little like winter, like ankle length boots, this really cute like plaid, like flannel, a pair of pants. Like it was some really cute stuff. And I don't know, shopping online has honestly become such a nightmare. Like everybody's website wants you to sign up for all these different things and click all these things and accept all the cookies. And it's like, I'm trying to buy a pair of socks. Like it's just really a nightmare. And I think Stitch Fix is like, it, for me, it's like a vacation for online shopping because it's really become a nightmare. Thanks Stitch Fix, they just get me and they'll get you too. Try today at stitchfix.com slash blinds and you'll get 25% off when you keep everything in your box. That's stitchfix.com slash blinds. Stitchfix.com slash blinds. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soaps or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with internet's best converting checkouts, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. What I love about Shopify is no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Shopify powers 10% off all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash blinds, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash blinds now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash blinds. And we're back to the blinds and we have Miss Jenny McCarthy to talk about. Um, for me with Jenny McCarthy, she is the first woman I remember my brother having a crush on. And somehow that has really stuck with me. And for a long time, I thought she was just like goofy, silly, kind of delusional and strange. And then I remember all of her anti-vax stuff. And she's kind of the first person I ever remember talking about that. And going on shows and like really being open about it and saying her thoughts and really trying to push people this narrative. And after that, I will say like, it took me a while to like Jenny again. Cause yeah. I don't know. I don't know. You know, we don't need to get into it all, but, <laughs> but yeah, it took me a while, but watching her on um, the masked singer, I get why Jenny McCarthy's a star. Like she, to me, she is really captivating and like, charming and really sucks you in and I feel like she would make a great cult leader I mean she basically was one for a little while exactly she wrote that book um yeah I think that if you grew up during a certain time like there's I guess like a whole generation of people don't really even know who she is but 
the way that she was pushed down our throats in the 90s as like the kooky, relatable, silly girl who farts and burps and drinks beer. Um, she was like the prototype, like hot girl, but like one of the guys. And like they really pushed that. Like, even if you look at her, um, her like candies ads, like they're all very like, I'm gross and hot. And it just became this thing where like Jenny McCarthy was like the girl with the big boobs who would like burp the alphabet or whatever. And I also think singled out like really, really, I mean, that show gave her a career. Like Playboy helped obviously, but singled out was the thing that I think really like, even to this day, like, I mean, she recently, not super recent, but like kind of recent had that like talk show, like everything she's done career wise has been kind of an extension of her like singled out personality aside from the view, I think was like the biggest, like weird departure for her. <laughs> um, but yeah. And then the anti-vax stuff was like, it just reminds me so much. Like to me, that's her Oprah era where she was <laughs> like really pushing that book. She was going on Oprah all the time. And like, I don't know, it was really, it was a weird time and people were really like interested in what she had to say about like allegedly curing her son's autism by not vaccinating him like that was the narrative that she she cured him and what's so weird about that era in general is I believe at the time she's dating Jim Carrey and like switching bathing suits with him on the beach so she is still keeping that like kind of silly persona but she's like but also take me serious but I can still be silly don't worry yeah and I think that she used her Jim Carrey relationship to like reestablish herself with the public because I remember her always being like we're we're so similar and like we're always so goofy and he and I make faces at each other I'm the ma I'm the female version of him you know like I think that that's how she views herself as like this physical like comedian with like a putty face oh absolutely and like even her relationship with Donnie Wahlberg now she truly thinks they're the hottest A-list couple I'm like you guys are the hottest B-list couple together like, yeah you're great. You guys are fun, but you're annoying as fuck. Beyond annoying. And she really, I mean, she believes that, like, she's the the luckiest. Like, she secured the bag. Like, we all wanted Donnie so bad, and she got him, and it's a na-na-na-boo-boo kind of vibe. Like, girl. It's like, it's not 89 anymore, Jenny. Right. Like, n nobody's beating, like, Donnie Wahlberg is not beating women off with a stick at this point. I don't believe. Now, if I had to pick a Wahlberg, it would be Donnie. <laughs> For sure. The lesser of the evils. But yeah, she thinks that they are like the talk. They are the toast of Hollywood. We actually got a DM from someone. I don't remember their name. I'm so sorry. But they commented because we did a Jim Carrey episode on Patreon. And they either DM'd us or commented there. And they were like, I live in the same town as Jenny and Donnie. And they truly love being the most famous people from this town. I'm like, of course they do. They're obsessed. Every time she goes on Watch What Happens Live, she talks about him like <laughs> making Andy jealous. Like she, and it, it's like such a wild delusion because nobody cares. Like literally <laughs> nobody cares. Yeah. I mean, maybe if it was like Joey McIntyre or Jordan Knight, but Donnie was like the hottest new kid. I, I will say that. <laughs> and he did like. I mean, he he really secured his, like, his fame by, like, you know, veering and stuff. Like, 
you know, I'm sure that there are a bunch of middle-aged women that like DM him or whatever, but it's just like a weird thing to brag about. Listen, he's been on Blue Bloods for at least 15 years. That's true. (laughs) So all of those are our Jenny opinions. Everything from here on out is alleged and we start in 2002. She decided to go with the flow. Quote, I was new in the fashion business and doing a swimsuit shoot with several gorgeous young actresses. Some of these suits cost thousands of dollars, so the actresses were all wearing panty liners to protect the pricey suits. But when one actress went to get out of her suit, she told me that she had gotten her period and there was blood all over the swimsuit. Do you want to see, she asked. No, thanks, I replied. She wound up taking it home with her, and then other stylists told me she does it all the time. It's her way of getting free stuff. (laughs) What? Jenny McCarthy will only do photo shoots on her period so she can bring everything home, is what that blind is saying. L. Um, I also, before we go too far into this, uh, into her blinds, um, I think it's important to mention, so obviously these are like, we're talking about like women who are famous from Playboy or who like became famous because of being chosen as like the centerfold and, or playmate of the year or whatever. And it's really interesting. Like if you know anything about Playboy, you know that that's like kind of a lie. Like this idea that like, if you become playmate of the year, like your career will take off and you become this like big superstar. There's like five people that that's happened for. Like it, the list is like very short. And like, even like I've heard Holly talk about that where it's like all of these women show up. Well, they used to show up wanting to be playmate of the year, hoping to either be Pam Anderson, Carmen Electra, Jenny, like it's a small list. It's Anna Nicole. I think Anna and Pam may be like the pinnacle. Pam being, of course, like the queen. But it's not a big list. Like Playboy did not really actually make the careers of like many women. Like a few of them just got lucky. Yeah. And I guess we should have started kind of at the beginning of the episode. Like, what is your relationship to Playboy in general? Um, well, I I mean, I grew up collecting playboys which i guess should not come as any surprise to anybody but like i i i never really took them i never really thought deeply about playboy growing up i just liked the covers and i liked you know collecting the ones with the celebrities on them that i cared about and then as i got older and like started to like learn about like the lore of playboy like i really did find it super interesting and then of course being like a millennial girls next door happened and for people my age, like Girls Next Door was like, for a lot of us, our introduction to Playboy. Mm-hmm. And like, it reintroduced Playboy and made it really cool and like young. And it just injected so much youth into Playboy, even like with the, the, uh, like the merch, like the Playboy, the clothing and the jewelry and the belly rings and the, I mean, all of it, all of a sudden was like really, really fucking cool again. So for me, it was like, I associate Playboy with Girls Next Door because, you know, I'm a millennial. Yeah, I would say the same thing. I mean, in my house, like sex just wasn't really talked about. It was, you know, you have sex, you be careful, and that's that. So to me, Playboy was like too much sex. Like I I couldn't. And then, like you said, Girls Next Door came on and, you know, Hugh Hefner didn't come across as creepy in that. And like, 
Mary the receptionist. I fucking loved her and cried when I found out she died. Yeah. And like Bridget, I really loved Bridget. She was my favorite of all the girls next door. But yeah, you're so right. That made it more, um, I don't know if attainable is the right word, but you felt like you personally knew these girls. And if they were okay with it, we should be too. It made it like accessible. Mm -hmm. Thank you. That's the word I was trying to find. (laughs) Like a very strange world that felt really weird. And it's like, he has all these girlfriends and whatever. It made it seem like it was like fun and silly and the girls get to choose what they do. And it's just a big sleepover and a party every day, you know? And like, and then of course, like, Post Girls Next Door, obviously we've learned some horrific mm-hmm. stuff about Playboy and about how, you know, that mansion. And uh, I mean, the fact that like, I don't know, like I used to look at the, just from the way that Girls Next Door presented it, like the, what is it, what is it called? Like not um, Playmate of the Year. Like I used to be like, God, that's like such like a cool thing. And they get to go to the mansion and hang out and they get all these gifts and they get a car. And then come to find out, like, the playmate of the year is, like, was for years was, like, being tortured in the fucking, at the mansion and passed around and just all kinds of crazy shit. I mean, if you watched any of, like, the Playboy docs that have come out and recently, like, you know what we're talking about. But it's just crazy. And now it's, like, I don't even know if people even, like, young people don't even know what Playboy is. They don't need it. They have OnlyFans now. Yeah. But... I actually know someone who was in Playboy and like, it's all she wanted was to get in Playboy. And they, she had to pay for her flight to New Orleans for the shoot. She got paid like 175 bucks and had to pay for everything herself. They get fucked. Like these models, (laughs) again, like you kind of said, if they're not a centerfold or a cover, like they don't make shit. And like, I don't know, even just the the beauty standard that Playboy set that is, like, not really a thing anymore, Mm -hmm. but so toxic and, like, so beaten to our heads that, like, you know, I mean, Hugh Hefner, they used to take Polaroids of people that would show up to the mansion to, like, confirm their weight. You know what I mean? Like, and we thought that stuff like that was normal, but this idea of having, like, big, huge, rock-hard boobs, blonde hair, being real thin and, like, tan that was the beauty standard that Playboy really pushed into culture. And like, it really stuck. Like, that's what we thought was pretty. Hugh Hefner's wet dream. (laughs) Um, We're now in 2004 and this is a daily news, Ben Whittacombe blind. Which pretty blonde actress with a household name had a gastric emergency in the middle of a Sundance TV interview and had to restart the taping after a bathroom clearing incident in the ladies' room. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh. We're now in 2007, and this is from the New York Daily News. Which pretty actress just chopped off her trademark blonde locks because her increasingly erratic Hollywood funny man boyfriend didn't like the feel of her extensions? And that's Jenny and Jim. We're now in 2009, and this is from Blind Gossip. Actress A and actress B each wanted their own talk show. Not surprising, since each is known for being pretty funny, as well as very vocal about their individual causes. Actress A sought the endorsement and collaborative skills of a media mogul who has had great success in the genre and was well on her way to getting a show into production. 
Actress B, who is a kooky, who is as kooky as actress A, got wind of this and began talking to the mogul too. At some point, actress B convinced the mogul that actress A was too mouthy and scary about her cause and that audiences would be completely turned off. It worked. The mogul unexpectedly pulled the plug on actress A and decided to back actress B instead, both financially and creatively. Actress A is absolutely furious. However, knowing that talking badly about the mogul or actress B would be a bad career move, expect her to cheer on both as actress B's shows go on air. So we actually read this in the first part of the Oprah episode, but that actress A being Kirstie Alley, actress B being Jenny, and Oprah, of course, being the mogul. Um, and there was like a weird little moment there where Oprah was like really up Jenny McCarthy's ass. How did that happen? <laughs> I don't understand it. I want to say that it was like, because when did, I'm trying to think of when OWN started, because I want to say she was going to give Jenny like a show on OWN. Yeah, I think you're right with that. Yeah. I mean, Jenny was just so she was always on Regis and Kelly. She was always on the Today Show. Like, if there's one thing about Jenny McCarthy, she's going to be on a talk show. Yeah. Like, no matter what it is. Yeah. And she is extremely magnetic. Like, mm-hmm. I can understand why Oprah would be like, I could make some money off this girl. Because she's good. I mean, if she had played her cards right, she totally could have at some point had some sort of successful talk show. I just don't think it played, I don't think that it like happened the way that it was supposed to. Like she was not meant to be on The View. No, she should have had like a Chelsea Lately type of show. Exactly. And that late night show was like too try hard and she was like fist pumping and there was like a bar. Do you know, do you remember that? I guess I forgot about it till you brought up the bar. Like I do remember her having a show, but yeah, like it's almost like when Chloe had her show, like it just- you're great hosts, but not for your own show. <laughs> right. And we don't need some weird, like, totally overdone concept for a show. Mm-hmm. Like, Chloe's talk show being, like, in a fake house. And, like, it was just, like, too much. Too all, much you need, all you need is a couch like Drew Barrymore so she can curl up next to you and lay her head on your shoulder. Yeah, they cross her legs in your lap. <laughs> We're now in 2010. And what would we have if not a herpes blind? There wouldn't be an episode without a herpes blind. This comedian and author is sweating the fact that she may have got herpes. Her new boyfriend swore to her that he didn't have it, but it turns out he does. All she would have to do is check his sex history with just the people known, and she would have seen the herpes chain. Oh, or have protected sex. It's not too hard. Okay. All right. Shut up. (laughs) This is from the Village Voice. Iconic. Which mouthy, funny lady loves sex so furiously, so ferociously, sorry, that when she used to fuck a fellow comic, the the windows had to be shut because her squeals shook the whole neighborhood. Yep, she's a scream. That is alleging that Jenny McCarthy is a scream during sex. Okay. Not a Fast and Furious reference. (laughs) (laughs) We're now uh, 2012, and this is from the National Enquirer, so must be true. What A-list actor who's on the brink of becoming B-minus-less paid off his actress-slash-TV personality ex so she wouldn't talk about his dark and kinky secrets? 
The chatty blonde is about to be very visible on TV and her manic depressive former beau wants to make sure she keeps her lips sealed. That one I actually might believe. And that's Jim and Jenny. I believe that too. This actress turned talk show host has become a nightmare to work with because her new chat fest, which hasn't even aired yet, is already a complete disaster. She's yelling and screaming at her writers and producers. She hates the set. And she's been accusing some of her staff of setting her up for failure. And that was the previously mentioned Jenny McCarthy show. That was a mess. I really tried to watch that show too. You wanted to like it? I really wanted to like it. She basically tried to do Watch What Happens Live. Mm-hmm. As everybody does. They're all trying to figure out some way to have a clubhouse and drink in it. You're not an evil gay. It's not going to work. It will not work. And she was like playing Jersey Shore music and they would do like a fist pump out of the... It was just like so cringe. Try hard's the best way to describe it. (laughs) Yeah. Our talk show host then interrupts this monologue to take a call from his significant other and tells her he loves her and then continues with the actress who can't shut her mouth. Then they go on air and he pretends nothing happened. That's Mario Lopez flirting with Jenny McCarthy. No one is safe from Mario Lopez and his flirting. Especially me. (laughs) Those dimples. (laughs) This celebrity is B-list. A-list name recognition, though. She has been controversial in the past with some of her statements, but she is truly someone who gives a lot of her time for free to whoever wants it. Her big thing is literacy programs, and she tries to go to schools every week and read to students. She goes to after-school programs and reads to kids and then works on actually teaching them how to read. She's happy to do homework with 100 kids a day if it was needed. She loves helping kids and puts in about 15 to 20 hours every week doing it, despite the fact that she already works 40 to 50 hours a week on her own projects. I'm guessing she is not reading her own book, though. So we have a kindness blind. (laughs) With some shade at the end. Yeah. The reveals for this blind item, God knows what this is about to say. So a couple had sex. Happens every day. Has not happened to me in a long time, but it happens every day. Nothing blind item worthy about that. Would it be blind item worthy if the guy was in a long-term relationship and the female had been in when it happened? A little more so, but still kind of humdrum. This is the holiday season. Our senses are on overload. We all need more to really make us say, ooh. Well, for a teaser, let me say that this guy is a celebrity, but probably a D-lister. His significant other, A-lister. Our guy also says he's sober, but in reality, he drinks pretty much nonstop beginning at noon during the week and way earlier on the weekends. The female he had sex with is also a C-list celebrity. Probably used to be almost A-list as a celebrity. She's a huge drinker too. One thing leads to another and the couple is alone a few times after drinking and things happen. Not just once. Things have happened a few times. Did I mention that the female and the A-list girlfriend are related? That makes the blind item much more blind item worthy. So that's alleging Ben Falcone hooked up with Jenny McCarthy, who's of course cousins with Melissa McCarthy, who's married to Ben Falcone. Um, honestly, the way the public reacted when they found out Melissa and Jenny were related, they were like, how is it possible that someone who looks like Melissa McCarthy could be related to someone who looks like Jenny McCarthy? It's like, well, there are these things called genes and they're (laughs) cousins. So they're not like siblings. It's like, 
And I don't think Melissa McCarthy is ugly at all. It was just like the way the public re- reacted like that is impossible. Well, it's funny too, because then it like kind of opened up the floodgates of like, why don't they talk about each other? And why don't they ever film together anything together? And why have they not done any projects together? <laughs> like then people started being like, they're, that's really, all of it's really weird. And Melissa like still won't talk about it, but Jenny will. Yeah. And like, it's just odd like they've never worked together they've never even been on a talk show together right it's very crazy I don't do like what has she ever said like are are they friends I don't get it do they not like each other I don't think they like each other but I also don't think they can say it I'm like no McCarthy family tell me about the family politics I that's what I want to know yeah, like, are they sitting across from each other at, like, a Thanksgiving table ever? Like, that's so weird. Melissa, Donnie, Jenny, and Ben. And they're just, like, kissing each other's cheeks and not talking about being very <laughs> famous. It also must be crazy, too, because Melissa, and I, this is just me speculating, but I would imagine it's, like, Melissa writes her own projects, mm-hmm. and Jenny's been famous for, like, 30 years, but then all of a sudden, her cousin plateaus her tenfold and now it's like she's been in oscar nominated movies and she jenny doesn't come anywhere close to her fame but she's never like written a project for her or like put her in anything yeah she's like fuck you jenny (laughs) you're not famous enough for my (laughs) i only work with Kristen wig have you heard of her (laughs) we're now in 2013 this B-list mostly television actress who has been known to date for publicity, uh-huh, made it very clear to several musicians at the Billboard Awards last night that she is available to anyone who is interested. It was kind of awkward how she was acting and just so blatant about it. <laughs> She's blatant, all right. This morning talk show host sipped booze out of a flask all morning yesterday and had her assistant fill it back up to the top during every break. The very attractive host was hammered by the end of the show. I'm sure she was drinking out of a coffee cup, not a not a flask. <laughs> this view host is famous for walking out of a restaurant and not paying the bill. She assumes someone will pay it for her or that the management will comp her. Her practice has led her to be denied entrance to a couple of hot spots around town. Um, and it says, Jenny McCarthy seems like a lifetime ago she was on the show. I would also say, like, I, I of course... You guys know that I'm a big View head. I love The View. I'm obsessed with The View. I love the history of The View. I love every, like, iteration. I'm I'm obsessed. Her time on The View is so odd because it's Barbara's farewell. Barbara also hated her. (laughs) And if you read uh, Ladies Who Punch, honestly, unexpectedly, the best portion of that book is Jenny explaining like just because she was there for Barbara's like dimension or dimension dementia years which is like wild she like her meeting Barbara was meeting a woman who was like kind of senile and like should not have been on tv so she had all these kooky weird interactions with her um my two of my favorites being a time when like Barbara found like a used tampon and for whatever reason, assumed it was Jenny's because Jenny has like a young a, a young woman's body. So she wanted Jenny to get rid of it because she assumed out of the entire office of The View, every person that it was, it had to be hers. 
and she just like disposed of it because she was afraid of Barbara. And then there was another time where she wore like a, a Victoria Beckham dress and Barbara told her that it was like super inappropriate. Like she was like, you look too exposed, it's too sexy, blah, blah, blah. It's not the right season. You shouldn't be wearing that. And then Barbara comes out of her dressing room wearing the fucking dress. <laughs> like not her being competitive with Jenny. <laughs> Sorry, Jenny, you just look better on me. She's like, it's highly inappropriate. And then she <laughs> immediately puts it on. I'm obsessed. This next blind, we should have waited for our Melissa and Jenny talk because this blind, if true, oh. could give us some light. Okay. This is from Just Say Jen. These two women from a famous family hate each other, mostly because one is a great talent and the <laughs> remember we don't write the blinds, and one got famous from a set of boobs. The pretty one has burned just about every bridge in the business, and after her latest project tanks, she'll be hard-pressed to land another gig. Years ago, she stole a pilot for a sitcom from her talented family member and shopped it as her own. It was almost picked up, but the network went with other ideas instead. Well, at a recent family get-together, the quote, pretty one, bragged about reshopping this pilot and it getting picked up. The talented one, who has huge clout and respect in the business now, said she will kill the project dead and let everyone know that she wrote the pilot 20 years ago and will have it made without the pretty one's involvement. And that's Melissa and Jenny. <laughs> See, like, that makes sense to me. Mm -hmm. it, it would have to be some kind of, like, business insidery weird thing like that to me. This former comic actress turned talk show person has already bought an engagement ring for herself and wants to start wearing it, even though her celebrity boyfriend hasn't proposed. <laughs> that is, we're getting into the Jenny and Donnie of it all. That's what I should do. Instead of having like my girlfriend propose to me, I'll be like, oh, I already have the ring. Don't worry. It's not necessary. <laughs> it's very Brittany and Kevin. <laughs> we're now in 2014. Apparently, things have already ended between this A-list celebrity host and her A-list celebrity slash B-list actor boyfriend. I say they've ended because he was not being shy about making out and groping some woman this weekend who is definitely not his significant other. She's pretty recognizable. And that's Jenny and Donnie. You expect me to believe Donnie Wahlberg has cruises full of new kids on the block fans and he does not fuck them? Come on. Come on. On the high seas, anything's legal. Give me a break, I, for sure. <laughs> I would love, by the way, to go on a boy band cruise. I think it would be really fun. Backstreet Boys are having like a big thing in Mexico in April. It's three days and I am so close every day to buying like, <laughs> just being you like, I'm going. <laughs> you should do it. Why not? It's Backstreet Boys and Jason Derulo. Like that is right up my alley. <laughs> I've always wanted to go on a celebrity cruise. I used to, when I was little, I used to dream of going on Rosie O'Donnell's like gay family cruises, even though I don't have gay parents. You'd be like, well, I'm gay. That counts. Yeah. Take your homosexual son <laughs> on the Rosie O'Donnell cruise immediately. <laughs> this beatless national female talk show host says that she has a significant other. Maybe she does, but that male stripper bodybuilder guy who was giving her a lap dance at a ladies' nightclub, not a ladies' nightclub, the other night might disagree. She had her tongue running up and down his body and lost her glasses on the floor when she did something else with her mouth. Okay. I mean, yeah. 
What else are you supposed to do at a, a ladies a ladies nightclub? This B-list, mostly television actress hasn't been in this spot for a while. She got rid of some people close to her that were spilling a lot about her. Smart move on her part. She's pretty crazy about her actor boyfriend, and she has always had a lot of kink in her life, as her old boyfriends can attest to. Our actress would do anything for her guy, and that includes one of his favorite things to do, which is to swap. The problem our actress faced is that she's fairly recognizable in the face and is on a fairly hit show. The boyfriend found a couple of couples he thought could be discreet, and they have been, but that's only because at least one of the couples didn't recognize our actress until the black wig she always wore for encounters came off during a aggressive sex session. The actress thought the couple knew who she was, but from the look on their faces when the wig came off, she knew they didn't know until that moment, and they've been talking to everyone in their little circle about the actress who loves to swing and is not shy about sex at all. Apparently, she's into some crazy, crazy stuff. Jenny and Donnie. They also, like, want you to know that, which is so annoying. Like, she's always, like, talking about them having sex and how they can't keep their hands off each other and they had sex in the car on the way here and like we get it it's like jenny remember secrets right (laughs) remember modesty (laughs) this b-list celebrity who does a little bit of everything from acting to reality to hosting to writing books told her b-list entertainer boyfriend that she couldn't get pregnant and if not and not to worry surprise apparently he wasn't that thrilled regardless of what he will say in the future Okay. That never happened. So this next blind is from Blind Gossip. This girl is best known from television. She's engaged to someone she often calls a nice guy or a great guy. Although there have been lots of photos of them together, they aren't as close at home as they are in public. They sleep in separate bedrooms. Why? Well, it isn't because he snores. It's because he has a, quote, social life completely separate from his fiance. Sometimes he picks up another person for the night. Sometimes he doesn't want to come home at all. The actress would rather just not know what he's doing, thus the separate bedrooms. Why does she put up with it? She tells friends that despite his indiscretions, he's kind to her and good to her kid, and that's hard to find. So she isn't going anywhere. I mean, if it works, whatever. Yeah. This is also from Blind Gossip. Guess which TV star is getting fired? Our sources say we wanted someone outspoken and controversial, but she just turned out to be someone ignorant with a big mouth. Most importantly, the show's fans don't like her. Of course, no one will say she was fired. Everyone will simply say that she chose not to renew the contract because she wanted to take advantage of other opportunities, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, everybody from The View gets fired. Nobody leaves. <laughs> it's like housewives. like they They allow them the grace to be like, to make up a lie or whatever. But sometimes it's like Survivor and they're like, now nah, you got booted. You got voted off. <laughs> you gotta go. So say, I like she was on The View during a really, really, really weird time where it was like trying, it was like transitioning and the show had lost its identity. And like, again, if you read Ladies Who Punch, it was like the time when they fought, they basically brought in like a whole team of people that like didn't really know a lot about the show. And they- stopped talking about politics and they only were covering like dancing with the stars and it was just a weird time and like barbara was having like spells 
on national television, which is like so, you know, it's insane to watch Barbara Walters have a, a dementia spell on TV. I've barely watched The View, but I really want to read that book. You keep the one you, The Women Who Punch. It sounds like it'll just be like good gossip. It's a really good book. The brother of this A-plus list, mostly movie actor, wasn't shocked that his brother had slept with his girlfriend back in the day. It's happened before. The A-plus lister's wife was, though, especially when the timeline of it got a little fuzzy in the A-lister's mind. So that's Donnie, Mark, and Jenny. Yeah, I'm sure Mark Wahlberg slept with most women in Hollywood back in the day. Yeah. This B-list celebrity who was a reality star host, game, game show host, and so much more, was going to get naked in a new Vegas show that was going to make her a few million bucks for a year. Her husband paid her the same amount to not get naked and to not be on the show. He knows that it would be the end of them, plus he is a jealous guy. He's very jealous. Um, And that was, it says, Jenny McCarthy, Donnie Wahlberg, singled out Party, party at the Palms. I guess that's what it would have been. Uh-huh. We're a knowing. It's a gig. <laughs> a paycheck's a paycheck. That's right. <laughs> did she do the Pussycat Doll show too? I know Christina Applegate did it, but Jenny was involved too, right? It would be on brand, but I don't remember if she did or not. Okay. Because I do remember Christina Applegate and I think Christina Aguilera like did some surprises. It just feels right for Jenny too. It would be on brand. It definitely would have been during the era where she had that, like, bob. Mm-hmm. Now, now we're in 2015, and this is from Blind Gossip. There were plenty of celebrities there to witness the Patriots' Super Bowl win, including this TV personality and her celebrity husband. While they made the rounds of hospitality suites, she seemed to have her mind focused on something other than football and food. Each time she was introduced to someone, especially older men, she quickly looked them up on her cell phone to see their net worth. If she found one particular wealth, she made sure to circle back to them and engage in a little extra flirting and take a photo with them. We don't know why she was doing this. Perhaps she's looking for financing for a new project, or perhaps she's looking for a sugar daddy. And that's Jenny, I guess, looking for some rich men while hanging out with Donnie Wahlberg. Gotta do what you gotta do. This B-list celebrity who was a celebrity turned host, turned actress, turned host, turned a bunch of other things, is sucking her celebrity husband dry of money as fast as he brings it in. He thinks that she's shopping, but she is actually funneling cash to her accounts. She might smile a lot, but she is cold-hearted when it comes to money. We're now in 2016. This former singer turned actor is married. He's also hooking up with someone who basically plays his daughter on the show where he currently stars. It's probably okay. His wife is not exactly known for being faithful. So allegedly Donnie is cheating on Jenny with his Blue Bloods co-star Sammy Gale. This former celebrity turned reality host turned talk show host turned failed actress turned celebrity who was married to a celebrity slash actor is sweating bullets because an ex-con boyfriend of hers is about to write a tell-all book about what she is really like. Not an ex-con boyfriend. That's like a storyline from the OC. (laughs) (laughs) And like, who's buying a a Jenny McCarthy tell-all book? Like, okay. She tells us everything. We don't need it. Yeah. 
Back in the day, this former A-list, mostly movie actress in a franchise, would compete for guys with this at-the-time Playboy model turned game show host turned a million other things. The actress would win the vast majority of the time. Fast forward almost two decades, and now the former Playboy model digs at the actress every chance she gets about how the actress has gone downhill. Hey, the Playboy model is not doing that much better career-wise. She just married better. Cheats better, too. So that's Jenny McCarthy still talking shit about Tara Reid. Listen, let it go. Let it go. Let this one go, Jenny. <laughs> it is one of the greatest awkward interviews of all time. For sure. It's like so good. I could listen to that every single day for the rest <laughs> of my life. <clears throat> We're now in 2017. This former celebrity turned host, turned bad actress, turned host, turned celebrity, terrified this A-list mostly movie actor is going to come after her in a public way after what she said about him. So that is her being nervous about what Jim Carrey will say about her publicly. Also fair. Very fair. This is a Mr. X blind. The marriage between this actor slash singer in this has done literally everything but is primarily a host has survived lots of cheating from both sides. What looks like will bring it down, though, is the view she has about certain things. It's causing a huge wedge between them. And that's Donnie and Jenny, and it's about uh, being anti-vax. This A-list mostly television actor who all of you know is on a hit network show. He is also not even close, really, to being the most famous member of his family. He has been cheated on... He's been cheating on his celebrity wife for the past few months with a woman who says that the actor has been promising to leave his wife. I mean, you, you have to imagine that they have figured something out. I mean, come on. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's just these two, like, they love the attention they know together. They'll get it. And if they cheat, whatever, just don't get caught. Exactly. <laughs> We're now in 2018. This former naked celebrity turned host, turned reality star, turned actress, turned host, has a group of women in LA that she kind of preaches to about her beliefs. Now one of these women is about to lose custody of her child because of those beliefs. So that's Jenny McCarthy and, again, the anti-vax. And they're talking about Candace Cotton. And I just looked it up quick, and it looked like she was actually fighting with her her husband at the time kenley jansen now they're separated but about being anti-vax he wanted her to lose custody because he wanted their children to get vaccinated and she refused so like the state got involved that's dark <laughs> we're now in 2019 we always talk about the scam slash shouldn't be used products that this permanent a-list mostly movie actress sells but never talk about the equal or bad, equally bad or worse products this naked celebrity turned reality star turned host endorses or allows her partners to sell through a website she controls. So that's Gwyneth with Goop, but Jenny having weird products that she also sells through a website. I, I do remember that. I remember her hawking weird things and, and natu you know, natural and quotes holistic things that are supposed to cure autism or whatever yeah she's like take take ginkgo biloba and you will not get dementia or like things like yeah that. yeah this former naked celebrity turned host turned actress turned 
celebrity turned host, all of you know, has always been controversial. Wait until you see the crap she's going to try and sell to make money. If you thought the goopster had some strange or controversial things to sell, you haven't seen anything like this at all. This is going to be a mess. And yeah, that is her um, generation rescue, it was called. Oh, God. Lord Jesus. We are now in 2021. This former naked celebrity turned host, Jenny McCarthy, has made millions of dollars this year through the scam foundation Generation Rescue. She runs, selling all kinds of fake cures that she likes to pretend she isn't active any longer, but she still runs it, meets with people every day to discuss new products and ways to get people committed to giving money every month. Um, it's giving... Uh, like MLM. It's giving like Caroline Calloway trying to sell snake oil. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Like Pyramid Scheme, Avon, very that. Well, that's all for Jenny. Is she is she rotted, Troy? Uh, I guess you could say, yeah, like the, the anti-vax stuff is like crazy. And like, I mean, for that to have become what she was known for is so wild. Like who would have ever thought that that would be like the biggest bookmark of her career is that she's an anti-vaxxer who tried to say she cured autism. Like, that is so dark. You know, uh, this yeah. kind of reminds me of, like, Kristen Cavallari a little. Like, Kristen Cavallari, great host, great reality star, all this stuff. But, like, for a while, Kristen was really trying to be like, I'm also anti-vax. I listen yeah. to Jenny McCarthy. Like, she tried so hard, but Jenny McCarthy somehow was, like, the queen of that. Everyone was like, all right, Kristen, no one gives a fuck. Yeah, and it's almost like because she wrote that book, it's like people really did start to entertain the idea. Like she really became, I, I mean, maybe, I don't know if people remember, but it, she was like very, very, very at the front lines of this. Like, and she had a huge following for a while. Like she really acquired like a, a lot of people that were like, she's right, she's a scientist. Like, <laughs> I love it when like celebrities do that and, you know, whoever it's like, maybe you should listen to scientists who went to right. school for these things. Not like me, you know? Not a woman who's like famous for like uh, shoe ads where she's like pooping in them. <laughs> like there are more qualified people. Well, guys, we hope that you enjoyed the uh, the Playboy grab bag. Again, this was voted by our Patreon. So if you want to become a member, you can also vote for a public episode a month. And yeah. And there will be more Playboy episodes. There's just only so many hours in the day. Yeah, there was someone Troy wanted to add. And I was like, no, I want to do an episode on them alone. Yeah, they deserve. We would have been here for another like four hours, honestly. But thank you guys so much for listening. You know, it's winter. Wash your hands. Take care of yourself. <laughs> Maybe get a vaccine. I don't know. <laughs> Order some Stitch Fix. We love you very much. Bye. Bye. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death 
in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games.